in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049, AM 1260, and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them up, get them going Monday on B&E. Final week of June 2023 is underway. We've got you going. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday here on the show of the people. Coming off a uh, relatively busy sports weekend, College World Series in Omaha, Major League Baseball taking center stage. Astros and Rangers with big road series, one in New York, one in L.A. Both dropped two out of three. We'll talk some Major League Baseball. Also, uh, Longhorn football recruiting momentum continued over the weekend. Their five-star prospect weekend was on tap. A couple of big uh, commitments for the Horns. Now five on the recruiting cycle over the last uh, seven days or so. We'll dive in there as well as we get you rolling on this, uh, as we say, Monday of the final week of June, June 26th. And hot as heck, can, uh, hot as it can be, as you know, that triple digits coming. Uh, that will be the name of the game. No Bucky Godbolt this week. Buck taking the week off into the 4th of July weekend. That means uh, our buddy Ty Henderson is here through the glass, and our good buddy Ty Harrington will be joining us this morning. Uh, our skipper, of course, 20 years head coach at Texas State, also a uh, lifetime Longhorn. We'll talk all kinds of college baseball and all kinds of fun stuff with Coach Harrington, but uh, T.Y. is here as well. Let's say good morning to the men and women of Fort Cavazos, Texas, and all our military installations throughout uh, the nation, all over the world. Appreciate them doing what they do so we can do what we do. And let's talk uh, sports and other stuff on 104.9, on 101.9, on AM 1260. Always streaming for you. Take us wherever you go during your uh, your off time, like the Bucks going to have this week. Uh, take us with that di- uh, digital app. Uh, you can download it anywhere you go. Listen to us. Also on your smart speaker at home and work. And always at hornfm.com. Mr. Henderson, what's going on, my friend? You good? Doing well. Yeah. not about yourself? I'm great. Ty Harrington is on his way in. And uh, we will he's making the trip up from New Braunfels. So, uh I actually offered him an extra bedroom if he wanted to come stay at my place in South Austin, but uh, he will be here shortly, and we'll talk plenty of baseball. Uh, we'll also get into the uh, events of the weekend. Austin FC with a great week, their best week of the year so far. I may look back on what happened Wednesday and Saturday at Q2 Stadium as maybe the jump start to a pretty lackadaisical and mediocre season for the for the uh, Austin FC. Uh, so we'll dive in there as well as we get it cranked up. You have a good weekend? Yeah, spent a little too much money. On? Um, on... On drinking mostly and food. <laughs> drinking and food. Went to Matt's El Rancho again. It was a good time. Matt's uh, El Rancho. Now, how would that was that was that a Saturday event? It was a Friday night. Ooh, Friday night. Packed. Yeah, and I was I was feeling it from my Thursday escapades, as we talked about on Friday morning. Oh, and you slept here at the radio station. Uh-huh. So I slept most of the day on Friday, uh, then went out and kind of had to beat a late night hangover, but it was it was good. <laughs> Got a little sun. Got a little sun. Where'd you get sun? Uh, just out and about. Out and about. Okay. Yeah, we made the we had a trip up to Dallas this weekend to see some family and uh, uh, just really spent time hanging with uh, 
the folks there uh, up there in Big DXL up in Keller, Texas, uh, north of Fort Worth, north of Dallas. Uh, enjoyed that uh, for the weekend. Uh, took in a lot of sports, watched a lot of sports while I was there. So we'll certainly dive in uh, to the conversations of the morning. Hope you had a great weekend as well. On Mondays here on the show of the people, it is always the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend that was. Uh, let's start with the headlines, get you caught up on the news of the morning. Make sure you're fully in the know as you get up and out. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We will start at the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where they'll play one more game tonight for the national championship. That's after the Florida Gators absolutely crushed LSU yesterday afternoon, 24-4, to force the decisive third game in the best-of-three championship series tonight. LSU won that 11-inning thriller on Saturday night. Florida responded on a windy day at Charles Schwab Field with their bats erupting. They pounded out 23 hits at six home runs. It was a big... Uh, Six-run third inning that blew the game open. Five more in the fifth. Their All-American center fielder, Florida's uh, Wyatt Langford, led the way. The projected top three pick in the upcoming amateur draft went five for five. Had a walk, drove in six, had ten total bases on the route uh, on the day. They'll play one more tonight to decide the championship. First pitch set for just after six o'clock. Major League Baseball, Houston Astros avoided getting swept by the Dodgers in L.A. last night. Six to five, the win. Alex Bregman's game-winning single in the 11th was a difference. Astros blew the lead in the eighth inning, but still rallied to get the victory and avoid that sweep. Astros still five and a half back in the first place. Rangers, they dropped the rubber game of their weekend series with the New York Yankees yesterday, five to three. Harrison Bader's Two-run double in the eighth inning was the difference there. Yankees take two of those three. And Dell Diamond, uh, Round Rock Express closed out their long homestand with a 5-4 walk-off win over Sacramento. They're going to be off till Wednesday now. But, man, what a run they've been on. Texas football, the Longhorns continued their summer recruiting momentum over the weekend, adding two more pledges to their 2024 recruiting cycle. It happened during their five-star prospect weekend, hosted more than 20 players this weekend. Yesterday afternoon, Tascacita offensive lineman Nate Kibble became the latest commitment. 6'3", 315-pound senior, was long thought to be a lean to Texas A&M, but after his visit to Austin over the weekend, he chose the Horns. He is the first offensive line commitment for the 24 class. He joined a pair of joins a pair of nationally rated running backs, Christian Clark from Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Saturday's commitment, Jarek Gibson from the IMG Academy, rated by some services, the number two running back in the nation. He committed to the Longhorns over the weekend. Also wide receiver Freddie Dubose from Smithson Valley and cornerback Santana Wilson of Arizona out in Scottsdale are the recent commitments to the Longhorns at totals five. In soccer, Austin FC wrapped up their best week of the 2023 season on Saturday night. They rolled past the Houston Dynamo 3-0 at Q2 Stadium. Ethan Finley and Yazi Zardes scored first-half goals. Defenseman Julio Cascante scored five minutes into the second half with the win. Um, by the way, they beat FC Dallas by the same score on Wednesday. Verde claimed six points on the week. They moved from 11th place in the West uh, in the Western Conference standings to 7th. They're just two points behind the out of the fourth spot. They're going to play at Inter-Miami on Saturday. No uh, Lionel Messi there. He won't be in until the 20th. 1st of July. Congratulations to the Round Rock Dragons, 7-on-7 football squad. They claim the Division I state championship over the weekend down in blazing hot College Station. Dragons rolled to a 26-13 win over A&M Consolidated to uh, to take the top spot in the passing league championship. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Yeah, great weekend of baseball. Good weekend for the Longhorn football team. We'll dive into that as well, the recruiting momentum. We're going to check in with our buddy Jerry Hamilton of uh, Inside Texas in the 8 o'clock hour. Give us the latest, but the big name. Obviously, yesterday the first big man of the class committed. That's the Atascacita offensive lineman, Nate Kibble, as we said in the headlines. Uh, had long been thought to be a lean toward Texas A&M. That Atascacita uh 
program has produced quite a few uh, offensive linemen in recent vintage. Kenyon Green, the Houston Texans left guard, who was a, 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 a staple at Texas A&M, went to Atascacita, as did Sam Cosme, former Longhorn, who's now playing in the uh, in the NFL with the Washington football team, Washington Commanders. Uh, so Nate Kibble follows that uh, group, uh, and he's coming to Texas after the weekend. And, yeah, the big name over the weekend was Jarek Gibson. Jarek Gibson is a big-time running back. Uh, out of the IMG Academy is from the state of Georgia, then to IMG, and uh, man, Deshard Choice is having having a <laughs> a run here as the running backs coach at Texas and recruiting. Uh, of course, just had Bijan Robinson drafted, you know, selected, but you know that was you know he was Bijan was already on campus when Deshard Choice got here as the new running backs coach. Uh, but last year they recruited Cedric Baxter uh, Jr. Uh, out of Orlando, Florida, who at the time was the number one running back in the nation. He is a freshman, and this year's team was here for the spring. Uh, he should be a factor in the running back room for Texas this year. And now in the last week, uh, Tashar Choice has added two top-rated running backs, one out of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, on the recruiting trail, and this one from the IMG Academy. As we told you last week, there, there are two or three IMG Academy players in this weekend for the Longhorns uh, checking out the campus and having their official visit. But uh, Tashard Choice is really uh, getting it done uh, on the recruiting trail for the Longhorns, no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, the first offensive lineman is in. Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach and offensive coordinator for Texas, always says he loves the big humans. And Nate Kibble is just that. They have really uh, ramped up the recruiting on the offensive line side of things over the last couple of classes, and it's part of why there's a lot of optimism for the Longhorns in 2023 and beyond. They're, they're, they're beefing up the lines of scrimmage, and then you add the speed on the outside, as we've said over and over, the recipe for Steve Sarkeesian and the type of team he wants. You know, relatively simple. Big humans up front to dominate the lines of scrimmage in the trenches, and then speed uh, and elite athleticism on the outsides at receiver and, uh, and running back. And uh, that is, and, and it, obviously the quarterback room, important as well. But uh, Jarrett Gibson, the big name from the weekend, Nate Kibble on top of that. We'll talk some uh, Texas football. But uh, Kibble is an interesting guy, 5'11", 207 from Gainesville, Florida. So to, to go in and, and pluck a kid who goes to the IMG Academy out of Gainesville, Florida, chooses the Longhorns over Miami, Florida, and you know all the schools in that state. Georgia was in with, with uh, Tennessee, was in on the running back, uh, and he ends up as a Texas commitment, safe to say, Deshard Choice is having an impact on the recruiting trail, and it doesn't hurt to have Bijan Robinson, you know, be drafted to the Atlanta Falcons with the eighth pick and all the the attention he got uh, last, you know, in the the, the draft lead up, uh, and his, you know, you know, uh, you know, profile was was pretty massive uh, in the lead up to that draft, and uh, long, you know, running young running backs got to see how they will feature you in a Steve Sarkeesian offense, and so uh, an offensive lineman and a running back. Over the weekend, and as we said, we'll talk to Jerry Hamilton about the uh, the goings on over the weekend. There were a lot of really good players in town, and uh, Jerry will give us the four one one on who did what and where. Also, as we mentioned, the uh, College World Series in Omaha, all about the Florida Gators yesterday, twenty four to four. Kind of a change in the weather. You know, normally, the wind blows in there in downtown Omaha, Nebraska. It was blown out, and kind of a windy day, kind of like it was here in Central Texas, and. Uh, uh, the Florida Gators took advantage of it. LSU got that big win in, in 11 innings on Saturday night. Florida turned around and pounded them yesterday, uh, but they'll go to a decisive game tonight. And the big question is, uh, will the All-American Paul Skeens take the hill for the LSU Tigers? Sitting down with us and joining us here in studio after the trip up I-35 is our good buddy Ty Harrington. He is uh, the skipper. What's up, Coach? Morning. How was Morning. the drive? It was uh, the best kind, uneventful. 
uneventful, the best yeah. kind of drive. Yeah. Did a lot and of driving myself yesterday and over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? What, that's what it sounded like. You said you were coming down. It sounded like you were coming down 35 out of the Metroplex. Metroplex all over the place yesterday. But uh, how are you, man? Good to see you. Thanks for doing this. And you're going to come in on Wednesday as well with the Buck enjoying a birthday week for the Buck. Bucky turned 68 on Wednesday. And so he won't. He, he almost never is in for his birthday. I, I like the idea, the theme of birthday week. I mean, it gives you a lot of uh, time in there to to be to be who you want to be, to be special, and to have fun. And uh, everybody, to, I would like to have it because I could convince maybe a few people in my family to pay attention to my needs for for a couple of days. But uh, man, I tell you what, I, I, I kind of like that the buck just gets away, just gets I, yeah. away. He doesn't. I don't. He's kind of like me in that you know I look at my birthday and think. You know, everybody, anybody you come in contact with accomplished the exact same thing. They were born, right? They had a, right. they were born on a day. We all are born on a day, so it's just really a day. Now, I, I celebrate my kids and, you know, wife and those kind of things, but my birthday, not the biggest deal. Just I'd rather day. not do anything. There you go, Ty. Just sit on the couch. <laughs> sit on the couch. Here. But, you know, the buck's going to get away, unplug, and i got to give a lot of people at our station credit because Buck's off this week. I believe Mike Harge is off this week. I think Craig Way is off for the next two weeks. Somebody else is off. It's like... Why did I take this week? Well, somebody's <laughs> got to be here to man the ship because next, you know, into the weekend is 4th of July and we're going to be off next Monday and Tuesday. I'm like these guys are getting like a week and a half off. Good job by them. But uh, the buck will be out, but Ty is here. And uh, what'd you see from the uh, college baseball of the weekend? Florida uh, opened up a can uh, on LSU yesterday. And I texted you thinking, you know, did they just, did, you know, LSU got the win on Saturday night. It's almost like they put some arms out there yesterday that, almost playing for tonight's game once they got behind early. They gave up the big grand slam in the third inning and you know got behind, and you've been a manager a long time. Sometimes it's just, okay, it doesn't matter if we lose by a run or 20 runs. A loss is a loss. Let's get ready for game three tonight and not waste uh, or use our best arms. Let's be fresh. Let's be honest, LSU playing through the loser's bracket to get to where they are, played a lot of baseball in the last week. Yeah, they've thrown a lot of pitches in the last week, and yeah. I think you know that's part of it. But you saw – Yesterday, the second half of the game, the LSU struggles. You know, you would hear people talk about their bullpen and having yep. struggles. So once they get outside those six, seven guys that they're accustomed to using to win with, then it gets probably a little bit uncomfortable for them. But, I, you know, you saw uh, the freshman Gidry was still in there. You know, I think it was 7-3 early in the game, maybe third, fourth inning. And, uh, and then LSU hit into the double play, and that kind of – you know that kind of put the game moving forward a little bit more for the for the Gators at that point in time. Also, I think if you consider what the wind was like yesterday, yeah. totally different ballpark, um, which is how Omaha can be. You know, we're all used to back in the old days at Rosenblatt. I mean, it seemed like the wind just blew, <laughs> howled out towards the zoo. Oh man, it was it was uh, what do they call it? Uh, gorilla ball back in the day. Yeah. At times, when you were there, no, with Coach Gus and right. uh, in the '80s. But then there was the through the '90s when LSU uh, and were, were there, and they were. I mean, it was you know twenty-one to twenty. This was it was kind of like that. Uh, and you're right, the, the prevailing wind in downtown Omaha in the new stadium is in Longhorns, and, and everybody's running to that last year for the Horns. But uh, yesterday, blowing out, and uh, we saw Florida take advantage of that. Well, and then. Immediately, the coach came out of me after the game. I pulled up my weather app, my one of four weather apps, and went through it and to see what the weather and the wind was going to be like tonight. And uh, it's going to be blowing back out again today Ooh. and tonight. So, and if you've noticed, shooting the games, they're almost finishing some of those games before the it even gets real dark. And, you know, the, some the Skeens game. I mean, that game. I told you, if you blink, it was over. 
and uh, or the possibility or the of Wake it. Forest game. Yeah, it was, a le- like, it was like an extra innings game. That was like under three hours, which the pitching was so good. Yeah, and I, I just but today or tonight, I think we, at the start of the game, I think it's ten to fifteen mile an hour winds blowing out. Um, and then you, as the game settles in, it's supposedly like five to eight or something like that. I promise you, when as a coach, you start making your pitching and your lineup and your mindset, that is an element, a huge element, and you saw it come into play yesterday with all the home runs that were hit out there uh, by Florida. And tonight's going to be totally different. The $100 question, and, and i got to be honest with you, there's, there's so many things that go in, I think, about what I'm about to say. So with Skeen's, making that decision whether he pitches, doesn't pitch tonight, starting, you don't start him. There's a lot of conversating that's going to go into that. But it also brings in a lot of things about college baseball. You have a guy who is a portal guy, and you have a guy who is an NIL guy. And what is everybody's expectations because of that? What is everybody's expectations because this young man, I think, probably going to be the first pick in the draft? Man, there are so many things turned in into tonight if he goes to the mound what does that look like and represent? I mean, I, there's just a, that he is a, about the changing of college athletics, partially a little bit for me in that message of portal NIL, uh, going to be a professional athlete. What does that look like tonight? Yeah, I mean, and it's for the championship, and you got to know the competitor, and that guy is going to want to go to the mound. But at the same time, you know, who's going to protect him from him it becomes a question. And I, I, it's interesting you bring up the NIL and the portal. I mean, he was a kid at Air Force who, you know going to LSU and being developed by that coaching staff and all that the uh, they put into him and the NIL dollars behind it, you know, have made him that, – that, that's helped make him the number one pick in the draft, right? He wouldn't be uh, where he is uh, – elevate himself if he had stayed at Air Force and been continued to be a catcher and a pitcher. Uh, he has worked his way. Give him all the credit for the work he's put in. But, you know, the fastballs from the mid-'90s now into the hundreds, uh, his delivery has been changed up and mechanics are better. Uh, all the things that he's talked about that he appreciates LSU for, you know, did he go to the mound one more time? Or is he in a, in a relief realm of some kind? We've seen that in, in you know, when you get to uh, the World Series or the, the playoffs in Major League Baseball, you'll see an ace starter you know, try to get on the mound three times in a seven-game series. You'll see that sometimes. But a lot of times in that sixth or seventh game skip, it's, it's at the end of the game, right? It's to get, you know, six outs in the, in the seventh and eighth inning to try to bridge the gap or – does he start tonight? That becomes the big question. Obviously, everybody will be tuned in at six o'clock tonight to see what uh, what Jay Johnson does. Oh, it's going to be there's. I mean, to me, there's already drama in the decision about how how are you going to use him. Yeah, I think for them to win, and this might be an obvious statement for him, for LSU to win. I think he obviously is going to factor into it. Where does that happen? You know, whether again, as a coach, do you take your your guys and you go, okay, if he tells me tomorrow when we show up to the field, he, he, he keeps referring to his routine and they'll make their decision based out of his routine. When they go to the field today, they're going to have the plan set. Okay, if he feels good and he thinks he can get, you know, six to nine outs for us, do we keep him in his normal role? Do we let him start and then let everybody else relieve, which has been their normal roles as well? So they're going to have that factor, and or are they going to leave it like, okay, the best decision probably is, you know, for his health or for protecting him against himself, however everybody wants to think about it, is it, okay, we'll use him on the back end if we're ahead, if we're one run down or tied, whatever that may be, to come in and close it out or to hold on or to give us a chance late. And so all those things are going to be factored in to Jay Johnson's lack, lack of sleep last night <laughs> and preparing for today and the coaching staff and everybody. And um, I, I just, 
you know, back in the day, you would this is a, this would have been a no brainer. Who's who's going to pitch oh, tonight? Back in your day, yes. that's correct, <laughs> right? And so that's right. Back in my day, it would have been. And the, I mean, there's the young man. I guarantee you, went to sleep last night thinking I'm pitching tomorrow. Now, I, whether he does or he doesn't, meaning today, I don't. You know, I can't answer that question right now. None of us truthfully can. We can only you know throw some insight into it. Do they start Thatcher Hurd to get going, who has given them quality innings, and then you know you got. Roddy Cooper, you've got guys that you can plug in to get you to the seventh inning to give him a, you know, well, that's got to be chance. part of the uh, game plan because, you know, the kid who started yesterday was uh, the lefty who hadn't started all year and then gave him that huge lift with six innings in the, uh, the first elimination game against Wake Forest, uh, who'd been a reliever, only thrown like, like, what, 17 innings all or 15 appearances all year. He went to the mound as a starter and just lifted the entire program and allowed them to get to that that Paul Skeens game on Thursday night uh, to get through Wake Forest, who was the number one team in the country. He went again yesterday, struggled, and then the bullpen. And that's maybe they ran in some arms that they don't normally use, so they should be have enough arms tonight. But here's the number on Paul Skeens, who is the likely number one pick in the amateur draft to Coach's Point. He's thrown 243 pitches in two starts in the last nine days. Yeah. And they threw 120 on Thursday night. And again, he's you know he's it's, it's a valuable arm. And uh, major league scouts, I'm, I'm sure, are saying, "Hey, tap the brakes, guys, <laughs> tap the brakes," because the Pittsburgh Pirates are on the clock with the first pick in the draft in a couple of weeks on July the ninth. Uh, they'd like to go ahead and take Paul Skeens and uh, maybe put him into their put into their their bullpen immediately in Major League Baseball with his stuff. Uh, but it'll be fun to see tonight because you've got you got superstar players. I mean, Wyatt Langford, I mentioned. He's probably going to be the third pick in the draft. He went five for five yesterday. Dylan Cruz, the center fielder for LSU, is a stud. Paul Skeens could get on the mound. A lot of subplots. Obviously, they're conference rivals in the Southeastern Conference, and this will be really fun tonight in Omaha. And as the coach just told you with his four weather apps, the wind is blowing out. <laughs> it the is wind, blowing out. Did, did, when you were managing at Texas State, did you always have the, uh, always. the weather app? Always. Always checking it? Always, <laughs> nonstop. And if, you, if you're a baseball coach, between us and farmers – we pay attention to the weather and as, as much or more so than just about, or maybe golfers. I would th- I would throw golfers in there too. They they seem to know, you know what's happening. Well, that's happening. not just for games, practices. Oh yeah, you know everything yeah, you're doing. Needs, the weather predicates yeah. how you're going to operate on a day by day basis. It, it, and well, at night when you go to bed, when you're trying to make out your lineups or you're trying to figure out your rotation for or relief and all the above. It comes into play. I assure you. At Texas State, it for sure did because that ballpark was such an extreme ballpark. When the wind was out of the south, which is a prevailing wind in the, in the great state of Texas, and particularly down in uh, south-central Texas, the wind blows out. Wind out of the north, it blows straight in all the center field. So you you learn to start to pay attention. And by the time you've been through the league, whatever league you're in, and or you're going on the road to go play somebody else, one of the first questions is, which way does your ballpark sit? And, you know, trying to figure out which way the wind's going to blow. Well, you got to do it, and uh, haven't been to that ballpark down there at San Marcos many times. It's uh, the prevailing south wind right out over the railroad tracks, baby. You better believe it. Get it up in that windstorm or that windstream. It can happen for you. All right, so that'll be tonight, LSU and Florida for the national championship. Uh, We've also got uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, Rangers. We'll we'll review those. Also, uh, how about the uh, PGA Tour guys, speaking of golfers, tearing up the uh, Travelers Championship, Rory McIlroy and others saying, yeah, this course might be a little bit obsolete at this point based on the technology of today. Uh, they just made uh, Keegan Bradley uh, wins the event the uh, in his, near his hometown. Uh, so there's some golf on the brain. We've also got baseball and football. Longhorns hitting the recruiting trail in a big way over the weekend. Uh, we'll dive in there. Craig, do we have a Craig Way report today or no? Okay, Craig's still doing reports while he's on vacation, which is good. By the way, speaking of Craig Way, one thing I'm going to do this week with the buck out and tie here, 
I heard Ty Henderson do the music survey on Friday. I listened to you while I was getting my oil changed uh, before we headed to the Metroplex on uh, on Friday. And uh, I heard your music survey. How'd you enjoy doing that? It's really fun. You always fun. Craig Way borrowed it from the Ticket in Dallas music survey. I thought maybe it'd be fun to go through some one question a day to put some music conversation on the table. We'll pick one here coming up. We'll, go, we'll let Ty during the break pick his favorite question of the music survey, and we'll do one each day uh, this week and into the 4th of July, which we're looking forward to. We'll talk with you. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday. hope your weekend was great. We're recapping it with you to start your work week. Uh, what was good for you over the weekend? What was bad and what was just downright ugly, including the uh, searing temperatures, which are rolling back in this week? Hit us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. It's b on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, no Buck this week. Bucky off for the uh, final week of June, his birthday week. As a matter of fact, he will be back, gosh, next Wednesday when we'll be back because we're off uh, next Monday and Tuesday for the 4th of July, 4th of July next Tuesday. So uh, the Buck will be out a bit. Uh, Ty Harrington is here, made the trip up I-35 from his home in New Braunfels to hang with us this morning. You'll also be back on Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to that as well. We appreciate you doing that, Ty. Uh, for sure, that's a that's a that's a that's a long drive at this time of morning, my friend. It is, but you know, if you if you got like a fifteen minute window that if you don't leave at a certain time, that's right. That traffic starts to to pile up on you, just about kind of where you live. And uh, but I was I was a good early enough start and. Look, I, I don't sleep much anyway, so I might as well just get up and go. I'll let, I'll let you guys, as soon as I start waking up in the morning, I'm kind of like standing there waiting for that 6 a.m. to hurry up and get here so I can turn on something so you, and listen. You, you don't sleep much like Ty, like Ty Henderson, our producer, who on Friday was in here in about a half hour sleep. Uh, it's up on the couch here at the radio station after a night at the Deep, Deep Eddie Cabaret. Well, now there's a difference between <laughs> a guy who can't sleep and a guy who chooses not to sleep. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I know there's a difference. difference. But there I, is slept, a I, I slept yesterday. You slept all, all day, day Sunday. Well, there you go, you Ty. Did. That's what you got to do. You got to catch that up after you go to the Deep Eddie Cabaret and then Matt's El Rancho and, you know, the, the, the fun that you're having, which is a good thing. Uh, and, Ty, you also did the music survey with Craig Way on Friday, which I heard. And uh, listened to most of it. I was getting my oil changed on him before we headed out to uh, our trip to Dallas this weekend. And uh, enjoy that. Craig Craig uh, does a good job with those. You've done it. I've done it. And it's, uh, what, seven questions about your taste in music? And we're going to borrow that a little bit this week. And today we'll choose one question from each, you know, just for each day, to put it out there as a topic on the text line uh, to have some fun with music. Cause I always think when uh, when I'm listening to Craig, uh, and people doing it. There's the the audience out there is thinking, man, what are my favorites? So we'll we'll take some of those and uh, let's go with this one, Ty. You want to do what was your what was your best live show you've ever been to? Best concert? Slightly stupid. I've never even know. I've, I've you've heard it. I've played a lot. Of, I play slightly stupid bump back music at least a few times a week. It's uh, you know, it's that kind of Southern California reggae ska guitar, Ooh. good guitar. What simply? Slightly stupid. Slightly stupid. Stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Stupid. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, was it, we, we, did you know it was going to be good, or did you just yeah, kind of well, stumble I, into it? I was a, So the first time I saw him was in high school when X Games was here, and I, I was a big fan before that. Oh, I forgot the X Games came here. Mm-hmm. And they had really good concerts, both both the Friday and Saturday That nights. would have been like your age bracket wheelhouse. That was to, that, well, we, well, you were a teenager at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was like a junior... In high school, I think, and went that out there, sense. and I know like every single one of their songs. But I, I, I like I after the concert, we were like, "That's the best concert we've ever been to." But I couldn't tell you one song. 
that they played when they played it. It just all melded together, and it was an, it was just a great experience. And then I've seen them a few times since then, and they they kill it every time. So we're going to put that out there on the text line and for the audience to weigh in. Best show you've ever seen, but I also want to add the caveat: best show that you didn't you didn't even know it was going to be a great show, and then you went and bang, you're like, oh my gosh, that was the show that surprised you. That surprised you. Okay. Uh, the show that that you know, there's some shows. I mean, you get geared up to go see your favorite band. You know, it's going to be great. You're all geeked up and. You know, much like last Thursday night's baseball game with LSU and Wake Forest, oh. it lives up to the expectation in the billing, and you walk out of there on a cloud. Uh, but sometimes you just stumble into a show, and you're like, wow, that was unbelievable. Uh, and I have mine coming up because I, I have, I have, gosh, I love going to see live music. So we'll take your favorite, whether it's in a big venue, a small venue, uh, just uh, just happened upon a great show. Do you have one that, that's top of mind for you there, Ty Harrington, from the music survey by Craig Way? Yeah, I think I told you, like, I don't know if this goes under the best concert or the best surprise walk-up concert. I'm not sure which category this falls in. I mean, uh, they were having the Jim West Golf Classic out in Bernie, and uh, Toby Keith always comes in, and he brings the girls' team from OU, but they have they fly a band in from Vegas to play, and they, you know, th- there might have been 50 of us that were still left in this ballroom now and uh, because they let all the girls teams come in and have a big party for them and then they had this bandit place for them then they the girls got to go get ready for golf the next morning early and toby gets up and says all right i'll sing toby key says i'll sing but i and but i'm not singing any of my music i'm oh, thinking wow. to myself well first of all it's kind of like well that's no no let's hear some of you first right and then um he of course jim west is up on stage with him as well and and then all of a sudden Toby Keith starts playing, you know, Snoop Dogg, Merle Haggard, the Eagles. I mean, I and he 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 played twelve songs that night, and I, I sat out there and I was like, I, I, I was looking around, I was like, this is like your own personal concert with Toby. That's Keith. more. That's more songs than you get at some concerts you pay for. Yeah, some guys will yeah. come on stage and play three songs and be like, hey, let's see you. They were having so much fun, and then the people were going up on stage and singing with them too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, but I remember thinking to myself, I just might have seen one of the best concerts I've you know seen in some time. And, and Toby Keith did not play one of his songs that night. It's kind of a backhanded compliment, isn't it? That he was—that's the best show I've ever seen. You didn't sing any of your own music. That's great. Good job, Toby. No, I love that. That's cool. Cool story. Those are the kind I love. That you just—you're kind of just somewhere, and all of a sudden, a, a great show or a great uh, performance breaks out. Uh, I've got a story like that, too. But look at it, man. They're pouring in here now. We appreciate it. it. says, I'm a classic rock guy, but Garth Brooks was the best show I've ever been to. Boston, the band, was the best rock show I've ever been to. This says, love slightly stupid. Good job, Ty. Probably the biggest contact high I've ever had at a concert. Yeah, that's, that's but- part of the reason why I didn't remember what songs were being played specifically. Yeah, the contact tie. This is Don't Judge Me, Lady Gaga. I could have bet Lady Gaga is a great show. We've gotten a few yeah. Lady Gaga. Craig also mentioned that somebody that's done the music well, survey. She's a brilliant performer. Lady she's Lady such a talented music. She's so weird. Remember she was used to work, hang meat on her body. And I've still never seen that movie, The Star is Born. Oh, it's good. I need to. It's I've, good. I've, I've heard that I would really enjoy it's, it's it. It's sad, but it's good. It is sad. Bradley <laughs> Cooper's a wreck, but it's uh it's well done, and our, our our buddy Lucas Nelson and the promise of the real are in that. Lucas is, Lucas uh, is in it. Yeah, well, he, the, 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 his band is the band for okay the Bradley Cooper character. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's so they cool. they're in it quite a bit, um, playing playing tunes, which is cool. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, but so but so speaking of Lady Gaga, I'll mention this on the concert conversation. This this Taylor Swift phenomenon thing that's going on. She's doing her her worldwide tour. And I keep reading these stories. And this lady, this young lady, this, she deserves a lot of credit because she plays three or four nights a week, Ty. She plays three and a half to four hour shows. 
and she never stops. I've talked to some people that went to see her show either down in Houston or wherever, and they every person's like, whether I even love her music or not, she is unbelievable. We talk about pro athletes and load management like in the NBA where they're taking nights off. This lady takes no nights off. I mean, she shows up and puts on four hours of, of entertainment and comes back and does it again the next time. Uh, and that's and that's you know kind of Bruce Springsteen in her uh, ability to to bring it on a night by night basis. You appreciate those hard traveling bands that you know they, they got to be on every night. Hey, they, they better they be do. if they're paying, getting paid that kind well, of money. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. The, the tickets are expensive. <laughs> I mean, there's no joke. But at the same time, look, that's what I always gripe for the NBA guys that take games off. Like I bought these tickets. I, yeah. I, I'm expecting Luka Doncic to play. What are you doing sitting down? And she'll play for, through the rain. Oh, I've yeah. videos of that. Yeah. Pouring rain, and she's out there. Well, you know, it. I mean, you you were a manager of, of athletes, coach. I mean, you pe- players get hurt. You pull a hamstring. You, you you tweak this. You tweak that. And she's out there doing a lot of the same athletic type of moves with her with her dancing and everything that they're doing, the choreography. It's pretty impressive. So I'll give her. I have not seen a Taylor Swift show. Uh, but I, I have. It's good? Like, Back when it was more a little, a little bit more country, but it was still it was still a performance that I, I will never forget. Great says, stuff. Uh, Fish is an incredible live show. I saw Fish tape uh, Austin City Limits TV when they were still at the old studio, the old studio down on campus. I've had enough cool. jam bands in the past year and a half. To, My wife for, hates for jam bands. My wife hates jam bands. It's a lot of people do. I'm I'm I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it, but not not all the time. The people that's all they listen to. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Come on! I don't have that gear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that gear that stays there that long. All right, well, uh, Ty, you gave yours. I'll give mine here coming up in our B and E facts of the day segment. Wanted to mention this, and we'll get back to appreciate everybody weighing in there. This says best concert, Snoop Dogg at the old backyard. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Best show, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain tour. That's that's going to be hard to beat. ZZ Top, nineteen seventy seven, Houston, Texas. Uh, I remember some of it, dazed and confused, which is pretty good. Uh, Tool at Red Rocks before they became an arena band is pretty good. This says uh, Ghostland Observatory at ACL Fest. I heard that Very was a good. great show. Yeah. I heard that was a great show. Uh, but I'll give you mine coming up, and we'll take yours throughout the morning. Best con- From the music survey that Craig Way does to have some fun with you folks on a Monday, best concert that you knew was going to be good and then one that maybe you stumbled into. I've got one of both coming up. But I wanted to mention on the Paul Skeen side of things, I – so Paul Skeens, as we mentioned, will he pitch tonight for LSU in the decisive championship game for college baseball's championship, Florida and LSU? Uh, it you know felt like for me yesterday that once LSU got behind, they went with some arms that they didn't want to go to their best guys when already down you know seven to three, eight to three, whatever the score was, and they wanted to save them. So they'll have arms tonight, you think? And Jay Johnson, their manager at LSU, has got to be careful here. They played a lot of baseball uh, to come through the losers bracket, uh, beat Wake Forest twice. Uh, beat that, beat Tennessee to get into the Wake Forest series. I mean, um, you know, Florida hadn't lost a game until Saturday night. They were they were cruising. Uh, they lost the 11 inning game to LSU Saturday night. So they should be the fresher side as far as arms go and innings pitched and pitches thrown. But Paul Skeens is the question. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft. He's thrown 243 pitches in two starts in nine days. So you know, you're on day 10. He pitched on Thursday night. This is Monday night. So it would be short rest even for a big leaguer. Uh, but here's the here's the thing. During yesterday's blowout game, ESPN sideline reporter Chris Budden uh, interviewed Paul Skeens and uh, was talking with him if he was going to be able to pitch. He said not. He said not today. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, she noted that Skeens said, uh, "What is your sales pitch to head coach Jay Johnson to get, convince him to let you pitch in Game 3? He said, "Quote: I'll just look him in the eye and say I feel good." Yeah. <clears throat> what do you do, coach? If if you if your if your guy your horse comes to you and says. Coach, I feel good. Well, I don't. 
um, a couple of things. One, you've you've got to already have evaluated that he was going to do that. So you you have your answer prior to if he says no, it's no. You know if that guy's coming to you. Look, if there's a coach that doesn't know, then he's out of touch, <laughs> completely out of touch, and they probably shouldn't be where they are today if that's what that is. But and if if he acts innocent to that, that's not that's not true. He knows. I mean, no. He, I mean, Jay already talked about it last night in the press uh, post game press conference that. You know, they're going to go through the routine and see how he feels today. And, and that's what's going to happen. Now, you're talking about a young man that I think this is is important. I mean, I, look, they're, they're not going to do anything that is going to hurt this young man. So everybody's going to – there's so many people involved in this decision tonight between the young man himself, who's a smart person but highly competitive, the coach, pitching coach, who, by the way, is going to be the next head coach at Georgia. So you've got representatives – You've got eight. I mean, there's so many people involved in those conversations. But you've got a young man that was going through basic training throughout the day, and then going out to baseball practice when he was at the Air Force Academy. So the mental side of this is not an issue for this young man. That guy was going to serve our country, and will again at some point, probably in his life, if he chooses. But he he's a little bit different emotionally and mentally, meaning he is prepared to do what he feels like he can do. So he's not going to sit there and think the worst first. He's going to think, what do I got to do for what I want to do first to help my team, my teammates, and what does that look like? And I think that that he's going to go in there with the mindset of when he wakes up this morning that he's going to be involved in this game some way, somehow. Uh, for tonight's game. It's one game, winner take all. And so there's going to be people who are going to be on both. You can justify both sides, whether he pitches or he doesn't pitch, uh, making that decision. Yeah. Uh, it's for a championship, but obviously he's got a long career ahead of him as a as a major league pitcher. And, um, my gosh, he's got major league stuff already. Uh, I had the best comment I saw on, on Friday after the Thursday game between Wake Forest with Rhett Lauder and him. That was major league pitching facing college batters, right? It really yeah. was. It was just overmatched, and Paul Skeens can do that to you. be interesting to see tonight. I appreciate your perspective on that. Pretty good stuff. This says, Mom and Dad will sue for LSU if they burn out his arm. Well, I don't think that will happen, but, yeah, they got to make a decision to the best interest of their team, but also the best interest of the young guy. Somebody also said that Florida has an advantage because of a blowout. They didn't have to use their best arms either. That's true. That's true. Florida getting up so big, they could – you know, save some of their better better bullets for, for tonight. Should be a hell of a game. Looking forward to it. You know, what else could you ask for? You know, two of the best teams all year long. Florida's had the best pitching staff outside of Wake Forest all season. LSU's got two of the best players, or if not the two best players in all of college baseball with their center fielder and Paul Skeen. So looking forward to that tonight, 6 o'clock. We'll talk more about it. Also more on the Big Longhorn recruiting weekend. Two more commitments, including one heck of a running back. Tashard Choice is doing some pretty good work as the running back coach at Texas. We'll get details on that coming up as well. Also, some B&E facts today. And I'll give you my favorite concert, live show I've ever been to, and the most surprising live show I've ever been to as part of the music survey on a Monday here on b It's Bucky and Aaron. Having fun on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. It was hot. Getting hotter. That's going to be the name of the game. You know that here in the summertime now. Late June. Final week of June 20 and 23. Uh, e. Hogan along with our man Ty Harrington this morning. Bucky Godbold enjoying the week off. Ty Henderson is here after a good uh, good day of Sunday sleep for Ty yesterday, which is good. Let's not get confused, though. We got Ty squared this morning. Also in our b and Facts of the Day, uh, it's a fact. Next hour we'll talk Texas recruiting and football. Big weekend. 
Uh, we'll get to the latest two more commitments for the Longhorns, five now in the last seven days. And we're going to check in with our friend Jerry Hamilton from Inside Texas in our 8 o'clock hour for a full recap of uh, how other b- visits went. They had, what, four or five, they called it the five-star recruiting weekend, and there were, you know, four or five five-star players on campus. They got a commitment from a big-time running back, which we'll tell you about coming up. Also, be any factor that somebody asked about Paul Skeens now pitching at LSU, who was at Air Force. Uh, why didn't they make him uh, live up to his commitment for his country in exchange for the education? How did he? How did you explain this to me during the break that he, at Air Force, if you do it after your second year, you can uh, transfer and, and be out of your commitment? I th- that was the way it was explained to me. I don't know for sure the specifics of it because I asked the same question and somebody said as long as it's done in your se- after your second year, then you can you can get out and you have some new ability without your commitment to uh, the military afterwards. Um, okay. or service afterwards. So, and again, somebody can text in, and and uh, and I'm sure Colonel Flowers <laughs> knows better than anybody. But I, that was the way I think it was explained to me um, as to you know they're they're being able to move and get out of their commitment. And so, I mean, look, that's a million dollar decision. I mean, let's be honest. Big time. I mean, you know, let's just say, you know, I think last year the first pick in the draft was around eight million or something similar to that. Um, you know, give or take a million. <laughs> but I, I, and you look at it's a strong possibility he's going to be, you know, signed for and eight to nine million been, bucks. He wouldn't have been that high a pick as he stayed at Air Force. There's just better pitching development, and he was he got to devote his time to, to pitching full time, and he's gone from really good pitcher to gosh, um, generational talent. It looks like when he when he takes the hill and hits 100 miles an hour over and over again. And but but as I heard you say with Craig uh, last week. It's the velo, but it's also the command of his other pitches. God, it's yeah. I mean, I just so you, a lot of times coaches will tell you this: they've taken position players and made them pitchers that maybe pitched early in their life at different times. But there, there's something about those guys that have played a position; they understand how to, you know, put the ball accurate where they are trying to because they've thrown on the run, they throw every day, they do all this nonstop. And so I just think now you got a guy that was a you know a catcher by trade. And he throws all the time through all the time. Now he's throwing to a target. I just think it's easy for him. His timing. If you watch his right, his his left foot and his right hand, and when they strike the ground, and the timing of getting his fingers through and over the top of the baseball is is just unreal. And it's over. Look, it, it's muscle motor memory at a, at a high level. Repeatable. It's repeatable. Now he's an athlete. He's a big, you know, young man. Matter of fact, when he was at the Air Force Academy, their their coach told me in a conversation that there was only one jet. That he could fly because he could get in <laughs> six and, six two forty. Yeah, there was only Big one t- boy. Yeah, and uh, but but point being, he he's he's very athletic. He's obviously very intelligent, and so he's able to repeat. And then you put on top of that, that young man went through basic training. I mean, it's kind of hard to out tough somebody like that as well. Yeah. Uh, this says, guys, I went to the Naval Academy. You get until the first day of class your junior year. Yeah, to leave without a commitment. So uh, really, well, they yeah. they don't want you if you you got two years to decide if you want to commit and go. I guess would be the way that would go, and that seems to make some sense. Paul Skeens, of course, transferred to LSU, and now uh, we'll see if he pitches tonight. Somebody said uh, Skeens won't not let them. Then we'll hit, won't let them not let him pitch. He wants the ball. He's a winner. We'll see Skeens tonight, guaranteed. That'll be interesting tonight. LSU in Florida for the Natty. Also Texas recruiting. My favorite live show of all time and most surprising live show of all time we'll get that we're doing your music survey fun uh, on a monday hope you had a great weekend we're recapping with the good the bad and the ugly here on b and